You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. Again, what am I here for? And we're so glad you're joining us uh, for the series, What on Earth Am I Here For? And I, I've mentioned that it's a series that we are uh, connecting with uh, the book from Rick Warren titled Purpose Driven Life, and he expanded it. Uh, and it's What on Earth Are We Here For? And if, if you're uh, on the campus or you're listening to the podcast, we want to we thank you for tuning in. Um, if this is your first time here, uh, thank you for taking the time to make the effort to join us as we worship Jesus Christ together, and I believe that God's going to do some great things in your life uh, because you're here. Last week, we looked at the fourth calling in our lives, which is we're called to bless. We're called to serve one another, and uh, uh, God didn't create you to live your life in a mentality where it's all about me. He created us to live a life where we live it with a mentality it's all about him. And because it's, it's all about him, it's all about others. Amen? Jesus said, I didn't come to, to, to be served, but I came to serve. And so um, not only did we have a, a wonderful uh, two services last week, we also had a serve fair. And after each service, and, and, and because of that, we had 44 people that filled out a serve card. In other words, they want to serve in some capacity. Now, another beautiful thing is out of those 44 cards, 23 of them are new people that have never served before at Living Word. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So 23 new volunteers who are going to join our team and make our church a better place. And everybody say with me, say this with me. Go Team Jesus. Right? Go Team Jesus. Yeah. This week, we're going to be talking about we're called to be sent. We're called to be sent. So tell your neighbor real quick, he's talking to you. Somebody tell that J.D. McCain, they're talking to you. He's too comfortable right there. Tell that J.D. McCain, he's talking to you, J.D. Now, now I want you to write this down. God's plan for history is he's gathering a family that will love that, that will love and live for him forever. He's gathering a family that are going to love him and they're going to live for him forever. In fact, the Bible says that his unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this gave God great pleasure. This is such an important theme in the Bible. He's gathering a family. And you see this in the Old Testament with the children of Israel. And you see it in much clarity when Jesus comes on the scene in the New Testament. You see that God cares about people. And Jesus came to usher us into the family of God. And when you think about it, you came into the family. How? Because someone probably shared Jesus with you. Amen? 
you probably saw someone that was different and you said, man, what is, what is so different about them? What is, they're, 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 they're these great people, their presence, there's something about them. And so you began to maybe ask questions. God began to work on your heart and, and you began to know that, that you needed God in your life. Or maybe you heard a sermon and that sermon just worked on your heart, convicted and pricked you in the place you needed to be pricked and, and you began to take a step to Jesus. We need to know that God uses people to bring other people into his family. God uses people to bring other people into his family. All of us are created by God. And all of us are loved by God. But not everybody is a child of God. You know that? You've got to choose to be in the family. And there's two ways that we become a part of God's family. You've got to be born into it. The Bible says you've got to be born again. Amen? And you're born again through Christ. And the other way that you become part of the family is you get adopted into the family, and God does that. So you become born again by a choice that you make to receive Christ as your Savior. And God says, this is awesome. He brings you and he adopts you into the family of God. And all of us should be really excited about that. Every one of us should desire to make a difference in someone's life. I was thinking about this, and I thought it's kind of like being uh, the FedEx guy, you know, or, or a UPS uh, dude, or the UPS dudette, whichever one you are, and, and, or a mailman, and we are all called to deliver the greatest package to the world that they could receive. We're, we're here to deliver the greatest message to the world that they could ever receive, and that message is that there's good news, that we have a problem, and the problem and dilemma that we have is that we all fall short of the glory of God, but God came down to the earth, and he paid the price for us so that we could receive him and have eternal life and an abundant life and joy and peace and all the things that we cannot have without Jesus. Amen? People need to know that. Say this with me. You have been sent by God to deliver good news. You have been sent by God to deliver good news. You have not been sent by God to bring condemnation into people's lives. You have not been sent by God to bring some kind of dreary, hit old people over the Bible and tell them this and this and this. You're supposed to deliver good news. You've been sent by God to say God has a plan for you and he loves you right where you're at. The Bible says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells him and how will anyone go and tell them without being sent that is what the scriptures mean when they say how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news you know what this passage of scripture is telling us is our fifth purpose the fifth purpose in my life my fifth calling in life is this I'm sent to bring others into the family of God. I have been sent to bring others into the family of God. Where you're working, you're there for more than just to make money. Where you're going to school, you're there for more than to get an education. 
those friends that you have in your circle of influence, you're there for more than just say, woohoo, we had a good time. You've been sent by God to make a difference in their lives and to usher them into the family of the Almighty. And when you begin to understand you, uh, how important this truth is, you know what your calling in life is. If you had the cure for cancer, if I had the cure for AIDS, and if I didn't share it with other people, I would be a criminal. Amen? My mom died this year from liver failure. If I would have had a cure that would have reversed her condition, can I tell you that I would have driven up there, I would have tried to keep the speed limit, but I probably would have gone to New Mexico driving maybe two or three miles over. Lightning. I would have got there as fast as I can. I would have said, here, Mom, take this. And I would have, I would have, she would have been preserved. Her liver would have been preserved. I didn't have that to share with her. But what I did share with her is something greater. I shared Jesus Christ with her. And when she died, she died in the presence of the Almighty. And guess what? She didn't die. She's resting in the presence of God. And she's going to have everlasting life. And so think about it, beloved. It's important that we understand that we're all sent to bring the greatest news to people. Say this with me. We are called to offer the peace of God to the world around us. The Bible says through Christ, God made peace with us and himself. Then God gave us the work of bringing others into peace with him. How many of you know we need peace in our life? We need peace. And, and peace starts with God. When you've got peace with God, then you have peace of mind. You have peace in your heart. We have peace in our circumstances. In fact, this morning I, was, I sat down and, and as I was getting ready, I just said, Lord, I need your peace. Because there's nothing like the peace of God. And he, and he gives us that peace. Now, now Jesus said this. He said, peace be with you. And as the Father sent me, I am sending you. Now think about the context. Peace be with you, disciples. He's talking to his closest disciples. I'm giving you my peace. Now I'm sending you. Just as the Father sent me to give you my peace, go and give my peace to others. How many of you know that people around us need peace? Can I tell you that the, the, the pharmaceuticals and, and, and all these individuals, they're, 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 and I'm not saying that it's bad for you to take some medication. You know, you got to take what you got to take. But can I tell you that they're trying to give peace to people that they can't give. The peace that we need comes from God. And we need to offer that peace to people. Now, I learned this week that God has led Rick Warren and Saddleback Church to implement what they call the peace plan. And the peace plan is this. Ordinary people that are empowered by God, making a difference together wherever they are. Now, this plan can be implemented anywhere. Anywhere there's ordinary people, we can be a part of it. Amen? Anywhere that we trust to be empowered by God, and we know that we are better together, no matter where we're at, we can make a difference. Jesus said this, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that is going to remain and last and last and last. So God, Jesus tells us, I didn't, you didn't choose me. 
Jack, you're smart, but you didn't choose Jesus. I mean, Leonard, you're, you're smart and you're all proper, and you, you didn't choose Jesus. He chose us. And then he appointed us to be fruit bearers and to go with this, this wonderful plan of his and to promote the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Now, there's three dimensions to this peace plan. There's the personal peace plan, right? And that's my personal mission to the people in my life. This means my family, my neighbors, my friends, my coworkers. They are our personal mission field. How do I help these individuals in my life come to know Jesus? How am I going to be an example of the peace of God that's going to say, wow, I really want to, 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 to have this. And, and here's the beautiful thing about it. I know this. I know this. I've lived it. There's nothing like one of your kids telling you, hey, dad, when I see you, I, I really see what Jesus is talking about. When I see you, mom, I really see what Jesus, you're, you're like the only Jesus. But we're not the only Jesus. All of us together are a part of the plan that God is working out. Amen? So we've got a personal peace plan. The second thing, the second thing is uh, the local peace plan. And that is my small group's mission to others in our area. You see, at Living Word Chapel, we understand how vital to the spiritual health of every person small groups are. We need small groups. We're better together. We have 160 people in small groups right now. My prayer is that we're going to grow into 300 people in a small group, and then we're going to grow into 500 people in a small group. Every town that has a small group has a mission. Our small group is going to go to a widow in our church, and we're going to go clean and, and do whatever we can. We're going to work and fix whatever she needs done. Other groups are doing the same thing. Other groups came and volunteered in, at the Harvest Festival. We're trying to make a difference together. Beloved, life is more than just about you. We're better together. And then the global peace plan. Number three, this is our church's mission to the entire world. At LWC, we say that we're mission-minded and we're grace-led. Amen? And it's our intent to take the message of Christ across the world. Because we understand that it makes an eternal difference. When people ask me, what difference does it make to send people into the world? My answer is always, it makes a world of difference. We had two Living Word Chapel peeps that went to Mexico just this, uh, last weekend. And they, they did tile work at an orphanage. They did uh, all kinds of things at an orphanage. God worked mightily through them. Earlier this year, we took a team to Guatemala. And when we got back, and most of you know, we did a medical clinic over there. And God did some amazing things in that clinic. When we got back, we shared about what God had done. And something happened to someone in that service that helps us to understand how this is a world impact. I received this letter, and I've told you guys that I have this, uh, this notebook right here that has all the letters that I received, cards and stuff. Well, I received the newest one recently, and it came from, it came from Hawaii. I wonder if I could put myself in the envelope and go to Hawaii. 
So the, the letter says this, thanks from the heart. Dear pastor, my name is Shanna. I recently was in Arizona visiting family, and I got to attend your church one of the Sundays I was there. It was a Sunday you had people give their testimonies of the recent mission trip to Guatemala. I wanted to let you know that it touched my heart. But more than that, it convicted my spirit. My husband and I, we live in Hawaii and have always wanted to go on a missions trip. But for whatever reason, we continue to put it off. Living in Hawaii makes it very expensive to go anywhere. But after hearing your church family share and then hearing you speak about the importance of going and experiencing a trip for yourself, you said, money doesn't change lives. God does. You'll never become Christ-like until you serve. I went home and I shared with my husband and we decided to just go for it. This November, which is this month, we will be working in an orphanage in Guatemala. We will be going to Casa Angelina with What Matters Most Ministries, and we are so excited. The reason I am writing this letter is to encourage you to fight the good fight of faith because you are making a difference beyond Arizona and all the way to... <laughs> Hawaii! Can I tell you something? If we would not have planned a Guatemala trip, we would not have touched people and their lives in Guatemala. If we would not have gone to Guatemala and touched lives of the people, we would not have come back and shared about what God did. If we would not have shared what God did, Shanna's heart would have never been stirred. If Shanna's heart would have never been stirred, she would never have gone back to Hawaii and told her hubby, we're going to, we're going to Guatemala. She's going to Guatemala for the glory of God. It's our responsibility for us to go and do a work in people's lives. So let's, let's look at the, 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 the peace model, okay? It's an acronym, and it's in your, it's in your, uh, it's in your uh, outline. You see Jesus' strategy, and then right across from that is the five global giants, the things that we need to join Jesus to come against. Amen? The P stands for we, God calls us to plant churches that are going to preach reconciliation, reconciling, bringing, the, the, the back, bringing them back to God, bringing them back to each other, because there's a giant, and that's spiritual emptiness. That needs to be conquered. Now, here's the funny thing. I'll go into this more in a couple of weeks. Here's the important. I had someone come and meet with me probably about three months ago. And they said, Pastor, would you please come to the Copper Corridor? We need a church over there. We need a church that's going to, to be vibrant. That's going to bring excitement. That's going to bring, the, bring Jesus. We've already started making trips over there. We're, we're, we're implementing, we're praying about God directing us and planting a, a multi-site in the Copper Corridor there in the area of Kearney, Hayden, and, uh, and, and, and uh, Aravaipa. We've been praying about it. God will direct us. It's not, it's not if we're going to do it, it's when we're going to do it. Because God is bigger than that, amen? The second thing, equip servant leaders is the E. And the giant that we're facing is self-centered leaders. Anyone notice that we have self-centered leaders all, over, all around us? 
It's destroying us. When it's all about you, God's not there. And so we want to be servant leaders. We have Bereans, people taking uh, courses, uh, uh, college courses of Berean, and, and we're equipping people in that way. We've got some wonderful directors that are being equipped to be great servant leaders. We've got a wonderful, wonderful core of people that are serving in some capacity. Those 24 people that came on are going to be equipped to be servant leaders. The A stands for we should always assist the poor. And the giant is that there's extreme poverty all around us. And, and, and can I tell you something? We'll go wherever God leads us. We'll go to Guatemala. We'll go to Mexico. We'll go to Fiji. Wherever God leads us so we can help them in this area and bring Jesus to them. Care for the sick, I mean for the sick, is the sea. We have pandemic diseases all around us. And can I tell you, Jesus came to heal and to restore. I believe that Jesus is the same that he is in the Bible. That he brings healing and restoration. And then the E stands for educate the next generation. Illiteracy and education are so important. And can I tell you the most important education people need is in the word of God. They need to grow in the word. They need to be able to be taught and be raised up. And so we are going to adapt this strategy and take the peace of Christ across the street, across the county, across the country, and across the world. Pastor, this plan is so big. Can I tell you something? Our God is bigger. Our God is bigger. The Bible says this, it will happen as I have planned. This is God talking. It will come about according to my purposes. I have a plan for the whole world. I mean, for the whole earth. For my mighty power will reach throughout the world. Do you believe that God can do that? Do you believe that God can use you? I believe it. So here are the, real quick, here are, what does God want me to do? Number one, pray. Pray. I pray that people will say yes to God. Jesus said there are so many people to harvest, but only a few workers to help harvest them. Pray to the Lord who owns the harvest that he will send out more workers to gather his harvest. Awesome things happen when we begin to pray. God knows what we need, but he wants us to agree with him and say, Lord, we need for you to move. Well, what should I pray? Here's a prayer that I put together. Lord, soften the hearts of my family, my friends, my neighbors, my coworkers, my classmates, so that they will say yes and open their lives and heart to Jesus Christ. Nothing happens without prayer. I like the way that E.M. Bounds put it. Great man of God. He said, talking to men for God is a great thing, but talking to God for men and women is even greater. The second thing, give. Give to help others go. In fact, the Bible says we must support believers who go on trips like this so that we can work together with them in spreading the truth. You see, maybe you're in a place that you can't physically go, but you can monetarily send. And it works hand in hand. When we send people, like we sent people to Guatemala, guess what? You are reaping the harvest. You are reaping the benefits of what God did. I just, I love what Randy Alcorn put in his book, The Treasure Principle. He said, I've heard people say, I want more of a heart for missions. 
And, Ra and Randy said, I always respond, Jesus tells you exactly how to get it. Put your money in missions and in your church and the poor, and your heart will follow. The Bible says, freely you have received, so freely we can give. God in his generosity doesn't say, you know what, do this, do this, do this. He says, you know what, I'm generous. I love you. I want to give to you. And in the same way, we say, Lord God, as you give to me, let us give back for the glory of God. Amen? The third thing, step out. I can step out in faith. What does this mean? It means you need to volunteer. You need to take a step. You need to say, I'll do it. Isaiah the prophet the Lord spoke and he said, whom shall I send? And Isaiah said, as he said, who will go for us? And Isaiah said, here I am. Send me. And I tell you, I believe that God will meet us right where we need to be met. If we say, Lord God, send me. Can I tell you, when we, when we go on every mission trip, every person that goes on a mission trip for the first time is apprehensive. Every person is saying, I don't know, what can I do? What can I contribute? And when you come back, you say, wow, God did amazing things. I never knew I could do that. you got to take a step. Living Word Chapel started with about five people having a Bible study in a living room. And then it grew. And we had to build a bigger living room. We're still meeting in God's living room. Amen? It's just a little bit bigger. And we've got two, two services to fit. Amen? So the reality is that someone has to take a step of faith so that we can watch God meet us. And then the fourth thing, go. Go where I can right now. You see, maybe you can't go to Hawaii right now. But you can go to Mammoth. Maybe you can't go to Kenya right now. But you can go to Kearney. Maybe you can't go to Mexico City, but you can go to Catalina. You can go eat at that uh, Misa Mi, Mi Amigos or whatever, that, and you think you're in Mexico City. You can go be a witness for the glory of God. There's a guy in the Bible who was delivered from a lot, a lot of bondage. He was delivered from demons. And he said, Lord, I want you to take me far and wide. I want to go, go far with you for the glory of God. It's in Luke 8. And Jesus said, no, I want you to go home, and I want you to tell people how much God has done for you. So the, man, so the man went all over town telling people how much Jesus had done for him. We don't have to go to Guatemala. We can, and we will. You can just go into your neighborhood and tell people how big God is. You can go into your community and do things for the glory of God. And show how good God is. Amen? The Bible says we need to all come together and work at bringing others to Christ. Let me tell you something, beloved. You're called to be sent. Every single one of us. This is not a pastor's job. This is every, all of us' job. We're all ministers to the glory of God. Amen? When is the last time that you shared the love of God with people? They're, they're hearing all kinds of bad news. Don't join in the gossip. Don't join in all this. Don't join in how bad other people are doing. Join in and tell them how good God is and how he wants to change people's lives. Let's pray.
Father, you are are a wonderful Savior. You are the great I am. You sent Jesus, our Lord, to reveal you to us. To reveal your peace, to reveal your plan. And Lord Jesus, we are so thankful for all that you've done for us. On Calvary, you bore our sins. On Calvary, you were beaten and you took the pain that we deserve. And because of that, you allow us to walk in grace, to walk in your love and your compassion. And Holy Spirit, you've come into our lives so that we can be empowered to live victorious, to know Jesus in a greater capacity, and we embrace that today. We want to be your people. We want to walk in your love. We want to walk in your grace, and we want to tell others just how good you are. So today, as we have heard the message, my prayer is that we will not leave here unchanged, that we will leave here with a heart that is set to share the greatest news in all the world with people that you've placed in our lives. And Lord, empower us by your spirit to do so. And we will bring glory to the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, amen. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.